We all survived Prime Day, and I'm going to do a post-mortem in today's podcast, and I kind of feel like the taxi driver of e-commerce. My name is Stephen Pope, and I'm the founder of My Amazon Guy. So if you get 100 economists into a room and 100 uh, taxi drivers and ask them, how do you think the economy is doing? I would take the 100 taxi drivers all day long. I guess I should say Uber or Lyft drivers these days. But nonetheless, I I feel like the common man's perception of what's going on in the world will usually trump the data uh, not uh, uh, zealots of the world, if you will. And and so with that in mind, um, I have reviewed uh, many of our accounts trying to do a prime day post-mortem to see if, hey, were sales up? If so, by how much and whatnot. Uh, one of the biggest things we noticed is that the, the buy box percentage calculation was totally jacked up um, during the prime day series. I think Amazon system is erroneously displaying that. Um, however, if you did have uh, both FBA and merchant fulfilled listings, you would have noticed that they flipped from FBA to Merchant Fulfilled in the buy box during the busiest portions of Amazon's day, which is generally not beneficial, and that probably hurt sales. Um, So you probably wanted to close those Merchant Fulfilled listings. I think this is a good thing to remember for Cyber Cyber Monday and Black Friday. You may want to turn off your Merchant Fulfilled listings during that weekend. Um, to maximize your prime badge effectiveness. Of course, if you're going out of stock on something on FBA, you want Merchant Fulfill to kick in. That definitely goes without saying. Um, but, uh, all right, so here, here's the ultimate question. Did Prime Day increase your sales? And if so, by how much? And it feels like, you know, I'll, I'll, if we were just taking a random category of goods, no matter what the category is, sales were probably up about 20%. Um, many categories, though, like outdoor women's goods, we saw 100% lift in. Um, but if you average out, you know, the, the the majority or the median, if you will, I think it's going to come out to be somewhere around 35% lift during the two-day sprint or prime day, Tuesday and Wednesday, October 13th and October 14th. Now, if you were only up 20%, that didn't really make up for the last two weeks where everybody was waiting for Prime Day deals and your sales were like down 20%. And so kind of net zero after you calculate all of that, uh, unfortunately. So it's really kind of interesting to kind of look at the trajectories here. Now, obviously, a lot of exceptions may apply if you ran a big promotion for Prime Day. Obviously, your sales are going to be like 100% up, right? Uh, But I had been advocating for not running a discount this Prime Day, uh, which is weird for a marketer to say that. Uh, generally, the marketer in the room is always like, run a discount, run a sale, let's let's death spiral our price tag. Uh, but in my instance, I took a more uh, futuristic approach, which is kind of why I'm dubbing this the Taxi Driver Podcast, because as a taxi driver in the e-commerce seat, I'm looking at all the factors and and I'm saying to myself, man, the supply chain is still in wreck right now and it's only going to get worse going into the winter. Uh, and, you know, Paris announced it was shutting down this morning. Uh, so, hmm, couldn't buy a dishwasher or a fridge in the last six months. They're completely out of stock. 
Everybody wanted to talk about toilet paper, but let me tell you, that was the wrong conversation. That was the funny conversation, but that's not representative of what the taxi drivers were talking about. Because let me tell you, it is impossible to find certain items right now. My favorite rich man's treat, and I call it rich man's treat because you guys are going to think this is ridiculous, but I, I like to eat half pops, uh, which is basically half popped popcorn. They're super tasty and it's kind of like eating corn nuts. Um, and the reason why it's a rich man's poor treat or rich man's treat is because they're kind of expensive considering I could just go pop some popcorn upstairs, right? And buy some kernels raw. Uh, but, uh, in any case, uh, those are all just anecdotal, uh, examples, but they're quite frankly, a taxi driver's representation of the current economic landscape. So when I said, don't run a discount for prime day this year, I was taking into the following context. I was thinking about how in January when COVID hit in China and we saw it coming and we're like, oh man, this is going to come to the States. We saw all the Chinese manufacturers shut down. Nobody in the U.S. was freaking out at that stage, but I was. I've been on calls with Chinese uh, manufacturers every week for the past two years. I understand what's going on over there. Um, Now, business is kind of back to normal business right now in China, but I think it's potentially calm before the storm. Um, and a lot of the, uh, logistics is not back to normal. Um, and so like getting things from point A to point B is really difficult right now. Um, you can't air freight anything, um, cause nobody's flying, right? So like all the costs are up. Um, <clears throat> so, so with that in mind, I, I, I factored in the fact that you couldn't, you know, demand is higher than supply, right? Economics 101 and, I thought, hey, nobody's going to go to the stores this winter. We're going to see more shutdowns come back. Whether you think a lockdown is effective or not is irrelevant. The psyche of the consumer is affected by a pandemic. And 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 some of the things I'm saying are common sense, right? Like people are not know, like, why is he saying that? But but there's there's some factors to think about. And, and when you add it all up, I kind of had put my finger in the air and said, hey, first week in December, I think we're going to see massive shortages on Amazon because everybody and their dogs is going to go buy product off Amazon and they're not going to go to the mall shopping experience this year. Like, like 2020 is the year that malls officially died, died. Like we, we know malls are going under and they've been going under a long time. But like, I mean, like this was what catalyst, you know, uh, straw that broke the camel's back, so to speak. And, and so there's, you know, you, you look at those Hallmark videos where everybody's going to the mall and, and having their little Christmas thing going on with the, with the, the shopping starting and all that. And here we are and not going to have any of that this year, or at least most people won't be participating in it. Uh, you got to make an appointment to even visit Best Buy for crying out loud, right? Like, that's not going to work out. So while all of this is factored together and I, and I, and I sense the supply chain woes, and if you haven't bought a year supply of your stock, which is what I've been advocating for, I think most of you are going to run out of stock by like December 2nd or first week in December, you know? And so because of that, it behooved you to not run a discount for prime day. Uh, cause you literally were just giving away your margin. And if you were one of those sellers that was 20% up instead of hundred percent up and you ran a discount, you basically uh, gave up margin for no reason. So when we go into Black Friday and Cyber Monday, I I think I still hold the same opinion. 
Um, so whatever, if you were up 100% for Prime Day, I would run a discount during during Black Friday weekend or, or Turkey 5, as the way that Amazon likes to say it. They, they want to get away from any nomenclature uh, that can be co-opted. So they're going Turkey 5. Uh, they've been doing that for a year or two now, at least at, at least that I know about. Um, <clears throat> but if but if you were only 20% up or maybe even less than 30% up, I probably would not run a discount for here until Christmas. I just wouldn't do it. I, I, I think we're going to see some big Christmas rushes. It's going to factor in. Uh, I feel like I'm proven correct that you were just going to give away your margin for Prime Day. Um, exceptions apply. Um, like I mentioned, if you're up 100%, then I'm wrong about your products. But if you were up 20 to 30%, I was right about your products. Um, and, and because I'm predicting that massive supply chain woe, uh, and if I'm correct that we have that black swan event, you're just, you're just giving away your margin and discounting for no reason. Uh, so get, give us a try on your side. If, if you want to go with the taxi driver e-commerce landscape, go ask 10 people. Did you buy something for Prime Day? That poll is going to give you a pretty good idea of our current Amazon landscape to post-mortem how things are going with, uh, with Amazon sales right now. Um, so ultimate question, will Prime Day have kicked off the holiday buying season early this year? And let that sink in for a moment because if it did we would be off to an a very beneficial q4 for amazon sellers because if if the holiday season got kicked off on tuesday instead of waiting for uh black friday when it typically does um we would have a much more extended holiday buying frenzy now anytime black friday is later in the year it's a shorter holiday buying frenzy, and that is not good for retailers. And that's because the less amount of days between Black Friday and Christmas is less days to shop, less days you see uh, beneficial um, sales dates. So it would be a good thing if it did kick off early, um, but I don't think it did. Uh, I do not feel like Prime Day can move the needle. Now, uh, Black Friday this year is November 27th, which is quite late in the season. Um, and if we look at, you know, let's, let's, I'm just Googling it right now. So 2019 was November 29th, 2018 was November 23rd. So two years in a row of late Black Friday, but 2018 you have one of the longest um, holiday buying seasons, which, which again, is very beneficial for retailers because there's some psychological barrier that is just broken as soon as Thanksgiving's over. Oh my gosh, I got to buy my Christmas gifts. I don't believe Amazon, despite being half the economy, is powerful enough to overcome that psychological barrier. Now, they did create Prime Day, most made-up holiday of the last decade, and they put a Christmas buying shopping day in the middle of July, which was the weakest month of the year, which is why they did it. Very smart marketing ploy and plan on their part. But I do not think that they are going to pull this one off in 2020. So between now and Prime Day, I am expecting sales to be better than last year. 
but I'm not expecting to see buying frenzy levels that post Black Friday would occur. So I have a positive sentiment. I think we're going to see stockouts because everybody's going to buy your stuff. We'd make that very clear, which is why you shouldn't discount, give away your margin because you're going to stock out. Like I, I'm confident. So even if there's a late buying um, season this year, you're going to see great sales this year. They just may come after Black Friday. And between now and then, what you should do as a seller is prepare for that. Kick off your, um, make sure you've got holiday um, advertising in place by Black Friday. Make sure that your keywords are matriculated and ranked appropriately. Maybe you should spend a little higher A cost on some of your key things going into that, that buying frenzy. So that way you've got some organic positioning to jockey ahead of your competition. So let's talk Amazon news now. Uh, I believe that 925, September 25th, was an algorithm update on Amazon. So uh, you, you may have seen a couple of other videos I've put out about this, and I'm trying to still understand it fully, and, and I've been trying to contact um, other resources on this question. Um, but so far, no official word from Amazon, whether they had an official algorithm update, but we saw massive keyword ranking shifts on 925 and because there's no public word it's you know it's really speculation um but i think that because of the 925 and i'm gonna i i firmly believe there was an algorithm update because majority of people lost keyword rankings on that day when they had uh mature accounts and i think it's potentially could be because amazon's trying to dethrone some of the past um, product to make room for new product or new sellers um, whether you think that's a good idea or a bad idea, um, that's that's the only way I can read into it, because uh, I don't know why they would have done it otherwise. Like, what would be the the benefit to disrupting the keyword algorithm? Um, Amazon wants to make more money, so I don't know how this makes them more money. If it allows other people to get some organic rankings, or if they're just trying to get everybody to rely upon PPC, but that that's that's a stretch for me personally. Um, so I don't, I don't think it is, but I am dubbing the last 30 days on Amazon as the worst month of all time for catalog bugs, errors, suppressions, keyword ranking losses combined versus the last year, year and a half total. So more problems in the last 30 days than we've seen in the entire last year, year and a half combined. It's made my job very difficult. Uh, it's made my team's job very difficult. We're, stress levels are super high right now because we're like troubleshooting, firefighting constantly, and we're trying to figure this stuff out and be best in class and beat it before everybody else figures it out. And there's no playbook. There's no SOP. Amazon's not releasing information. Um, all the tools are breaking. Like you, you, you click on your suppression button inside of Seller Central right now, and it's just it's completely bogus. Like you actually have to look up your own ASINs manually right now to figure out if they're suppressed. Like you literally have to type your own ASIN into amazon.com to figure out if it's suppressed right now. And if it is, you won't even know why. Could be an image problem, could be a title issue, could be something in your bullet points because you're promotionally um, targeting language. So very difficult to keep up with that. Lots of auditing ongoing. Um, highly recommend you get Helium 10 uh, installed so that you can do uh, uh, listing alerts in case something changes on your listing. That will be very, very beneficial. Probably the best 100 bucks per month you're going to spend this year is, is engaging Helium 10's tool. 
Um, I do have an affiliate link if you want to help me out. Click it on the description of the of the content. Um, but the and I'm a big Helium 10 fan. Uh, well funded, well 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 done tech tool. So other Amazon news. This one's random. Uh, Internet Explorer is losing Seller Central support. What? Right? Like, who still uses Internet Explorer one? But but uh, for real. Uh, this could be the thing that actually does finally kill Internet Explorer because <laughs> if they're going to stop the support on the Seller Central side, maybe they'll stop the support on the buyer side next. Uh, and that's half the economy for e-commerce. So who knows? Who knows? Uh, but if, but yeah, if you're using Internet Explorer today and you're trying to be an Amazon seller, uh, question marks in my head on that one uh, because... Uh, you are not with the times and you need to be with the times if you're going to be an Amazon seller. So if you're using Internet Explorer still, that's fascinating to me just in general. Uh, I think I think the market share is like 40% Chrome now and like, tw- you know, 30% uh, Safari and 20% Firefox or something like that. Uh, and, and, and Internet Explorer still somehow is like 15% market share. It's crazy. And then they have Edge uh, and... They keep, they keep trying to rebrand their, their browser, but who knows? Uh, so I'll move on from that. Um, all right. So I'm gonna make another weird statement. So I feel like there's a lot of products that are not going to go out of stock this year and it's face masks and, uh, toilet paper and hand sanitizer. I, I, I think for the next two years, we will not see one of those three products go out of stock. And here's why face masks are the fidget spinners of 2020. That's you, you heard it. Yeah, you heard it right. I believe face masks are the fidget spinners of 2020. Now, if, if you are a face mask seller and you're crushing it right now, I think that your time frame is going to dwindle from here. There are so many suppliers that went out there to gain access to face masks that there is no way that the supply is going to uh, not overtake demand. Like, I think, I think light in the sand. October, November of 2020 is going to be the maximum output. And then from there on, you're going to see diminishing sales. Now, if you're first to market, there's exceptions to that, right? So if you're, if you're selling like a couple hundred thousand dollars or more per month in, in face masks, like your business is probably going to be fine. But if you're thinking like, hey, I should start selling face masks and you're six months behind everybody right now, don't do it. You're, you're, going, to be, you're going to be talking about fidget spinners, and that's what happened, I think it was 2017, maybe, maybe 2016, uh, when everybody bought a bunch of fidget, fidget spinners, it was going to be the hot toy of the year, and then January hit, and they still had thousands of dollars in merchandise. Now, uh, obviously, if they come out with a, a cure or, or a vaccine, then, then all bets are off as well, so very, very shaky ground to be on, so I would not, I'd be very careful with face masks right now in general. Um, but I feel like they are getting into the fidget spinner territory um, of, of constraints. So last segment on the podcast today, who are Amazon sellers these days? Well, um, you can't exactly go on LinkedIn right now and see it clearly. So like 50% of Amazon accounts are side hustles, right? So you could be selling out of your house, your basement, your garage, uh, while having a full-time job doing your own career thing. And be an Amazon seller selling a million dollars a year, and nobody would know because you don't tell them, nor do you have to. 
Uh, you could have your own little private domain email address and occasionally put your order into the manufacturer and do your thing. So uh, why does this matter? It's because uh, as, as Amazon grows, I, I'm, I'm thinking about the cultural um, aspect of what the makeup of the economy is increasingly becoming, right? So like all the mom and pop shops that had physical retail stores are going out of business. Walmart killed them a couple decades ago. And then Amazon killed them again, right? So like they're, they're toast, but they, they exist in a new format. Uh, it's a new generation of mom and pop sellers. Usually I'd say the, the 30 and 40 year olds are the ones crushing it right now. Uh, demo, demographically speaking, um, 50 year olds, 60 year olds, 70 year olds, they can't keep up with the tech as well. Um, and I know some of my listeners are in that age demographic, no offense, men, I speak truth. Uh, so, uh, you know, I do a lot of coaching calls with, uh, with, with older, older, uh, demographics that struggle with some of the tech. Um, and, and it's going to be harder for you to keep up. The tech is not going to slow down. In fact, it's going to speed up. So just keep that in mind with the maturity of, of necessity to have expertise in house. It, it, it's actually, uh, going to cushion my, my ability or, or my company rather, we're going to become more needed because, uh, a lot of the, a lot of the money may be possessed by older generations. Uh, but the capacity to execute is going to pass the baton off, so to speak. And I feel like that's what we're seeing right now. Um, the larger, the business gets the more public they're going to be with, with their uh, with their um, persona, if you will. Um, so maybe maybe they'll start putting on their LinkedIn tags, or maybe maybe the, the the ownership aspect of hey, I own this business is a little bit more public, right? So if we were going to compare to the 1950s and 60s, and I'm no expert on that, this is pure conjecture for the purposes of metaphor, if you will, uh, but. Uh, you might know the um, the guy that owns the shop down in the community back in those decades, and today uh, you're buying from who knows where, shipping from who knows where to get to your house from who knows where, right? So um, there is a separation between the buyer and the seller now that never existed before, and there's some impact to that. Um, so there's there's side hustlers who make up a very large bulk of accounts, not necessarily bulk of sales, but bulk of accounts. Then there's um, manufacturers that are increasingly going direct to consumer. And asterisks here, China manufacturers are trying to go direct to consumer. I think that's the biggest threat to most sellers right now, especially if you're in cutthroat categories, lookalike products, supplements. Uh, very, very difficult to keep up with their aggressive tactics. They'll just report your item for whatever. Try and get it taken down. Uh, very, very difficult. It's also manufacturers are also part of that older demographic, typically that I was talking about, um, where they're sluggish to adopt the necessary, um, necessary agile um, things to succeed um, in the Amazon world. Wholesalers are also starting to take ownership of their own retail shops, um, increasingly so, but often are better off staying as wholesalers because. Um, you have four retailers buying your product, and that's four times the amount of sales you would normally get, um, at least in the 90-day spectrum, right? So obviously, if you're thinking long-term, you would make more money as a wholesaler going to retail yourself, but you have a lot more work, um, whereas you can float the books for 90 days, selling four times as much product. So, so it's, it's very difficult to get a wholesale company or leadership to buy into the fact going direct to consumer makes sense because of those two financial factors.
so so that's that's my podcast today um did a postmortem on on amazon i think 35 percent lift on average uh i feel like the taxi driver of e-commerce talked about some amazon news and who i think amazon seller makeup is and why that matters so uh today if if you want one action item to leave today's podcast that is go to amazon.com and manually search your own asin to make sure it's not suppressed best advice i'll give you today my name is stephen pope i'm the founder of my amazon guy hit that subscribe button so you can learn how to grow your traffic and your conversion rates as you grow your amazon sales thanks so much